This time on Holy Ghost Notes. I think I might have lost Tim. What are you talking about? Things are happening to you that are terrible, uncomfortable. Yikes. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Tim and Matt, and you're listening to the Holy Ghost Notes podcast. Matt is feeling a little under the weather, but uh, how are you doing, man? I am here. I'm here. I am here. on tour. You're alive. I'm alive, dude. I'm doing, I'm doing just fine. It's just a cold, but uh, a cold on tour... When you're thinking about the show you have to play, it's so funny. It can just feel like it could feel like a bigger deal than what it is. So for me, I just yeah. I just have to remind myself if I was home right now, it's just a cold. If you're about to go on stage and play for an hour <laughs> yeah. and twenty minutes, it's like I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know if I got what it takes. <laughs> so do you get the do you ever get the proverbial man cold? Is that what they call it? <laughs> the... Yeah, that is what they call it. Uh, I don't know. I as far as as far as like be okay. So being on tour, you have your good days and your bad days, and that's fine. Good shows, bad shows, whatever. But as far as being sick, you just have to keep going. And and my my strategy yeah. is get out of the bus, get out of your bunk. I was just saying to the guys today, I eat a lot of food when I'm sick to try to just tell my body, keep going. Here's all the, all the nutrition you need to fight this. Drink a ton of water. And um, actually, I haven't done a great job doing that today, but we have a day off today. Our bus is like a seven minute walk from our hotel and uh, I've just been, been resting and we're pretty near the end of tour. We have we have three shows left, and then Christmas Burns Red is two shows at home, so five total. Mm-hmm. And um, right, you know, tomorrow tomorrow I didn't tell you this earlier, but tomorrow we're gonna run Christmas Burns Red night number two set, which is probably oh, an, cool. an hour and fifteen minutes. We're gonna run that in the morning. Okay. We're loading in extra early, and then we're gonna run. The Rescue and Restore set for the actual show. So I'm playing two sets oh, <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Are you running it for anybody or you're just, you're just rehearsing? We're rehearsing because we don't have time to yeah. practice these right. songs like Backburner, Meridian, <laughs> Meddler, Truth of so a Liar, crazy, Backfire. Yeah. Invisible Enemy. There are a lot of so- uh, the Christmas songs, Frosty. Yeah, the Christmas songs, right? So right. rather than get home and Jeez. wing it, we're practicing them every day at Soundcheck. And, dude, it's been really mm. cool, actually. I, I've, do you know those, those moments when you, um, you actually make, make progress in something in your life? Like you, you, actually, you actually make a change, and it's, it's not as big of a deal as you, as you thought it would be or as you made it up to be. Like, maybe I'm not doing a good job explaining that, but uh, I'll just, you know, spell it out. So I used to hate playing drums in front of people if I wasn't ready to play the part or the song. Okay, I I just hated it. Like, I needed to feel like I was prepared, I was practiced behind closed doors, and then I could get out there and do it. Well, there wasn't, there's not a, there's not another option. (laughs) It's like, I haven't played 
I haven't played Defender in a long time. I think years. Maybe like two years. Hmm. At least a year. Okay. And it's like, hey, we got to practice this at the House of Blues in front of all the local crew, some of whom are, are fans and are excited to like be at our sound check and, and hear the mix and see sure. how our, you know, and they're standing out front and you're just yeah, slopping yeah. your way through this song <laughs> trying to figure out what your fills are. <laughs> oh, but it's so, it's so, it's so freeing when you do it because it's like nobody really cares. And you just yeah. did that. It's not that big of a deal. It was actually kind of fun. You can honestly, it's probably cooler for most people to kind of experience that. Mm-hmm. Like, like for me, if I was seeing a band, like I've seen my favorite band or most of my favorite bands play live before. I've seen their sets. I've seen how they perform. But to be able to see candidly them like figuring stuff out and like stopping middle of the song and saying, "Wait, wait, guys, hold yeah. on." Uh, this uh, this fill is this yeah. or like we got to switch this o- over you know like that for me would almost be more as a fan anyway yeah. it would be almost more entertaining because it's real you know it's so you probably gave those uh, those fans that were you know staff at these venues more of a show that's true that's <laughs> this is it's a good point you know, man I I feel like our topic look. our topic today could be. Uh, it doesn't matter what you look like. <laughs> it, like it, mm-hmm. it yeah, doesn't right. matter what people think of you. I mean, we could go down that road. We have so many times, but it's so true. It's yeah. it's so important to just just be yourself. You're not perfect. No one thinks you're perfect. Mm-hmm. No one expects you to be perfect. And my personality right. is to show up prepared. And so it's it's hard for me, mm-hmm. honestly, to get up there. It, yeah. At least it was. It's really not that much anymore, which is what I'm saying. It's mm-hmm. I've made a lot of progress in this area of my life. And honestly, I think some of it's because of getting married and becoming a dad. Drumming is, is, is lower. It's a lower rung on the ladder. Um, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it really doesn't matter if, right. if, if I don't nail everything You're right. You're just having fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a good place to be. It, it really is. Yeah. So, uh, I have three shows left. I'm going home Thursday. I get to walk in my house and say hi to my wife and hold my baby girl, and then play two Christmas shows, and then I'm home for the holidays. That's awesome. Yeah. There's no place like home for the holidays. You know that's what? what? We're coming out to that song at Christmas Bruins Red. <laughs> that's the song we're coming oh, out yeah. to. <laughs> and I can cool. say that because this that. episode comes out on the 10th, which is effectively yep. the day after the day my after. last show. Wow. I'm going to listen to this episode yeah. just to celebrate, like, the end of the year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty cool. The last hurrah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, man, I can't imagine what that must be like because, uh, you know, it, it's got to be so rewarding to, I mean, you're at the tail end of this thing. Yeah. Uh, and my perspective's slightly different because I'm only talking to you like every couple weeks, but, right. you know, so it feels like it went really fast for me, but you've been grinding <laughs> it out, you know, every day. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, that's so cool. And you're coming back to so much more this time. You know, you've got a wife at home. You've got a baby girl. Mm-hmm. It's like coming home is not just coming home. Like you get to relax. You get to do, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you want. I know. <laughs> there's no, 
uh, you know, no tour schedule, but now it's like you're going home to some, to, to people, yeah. you know, to family. Yeah, I know. And that's special. I know. My, uh, my wife's going back to work two days a week. Uh, sorry. My wife's okay. going back cool. to work full time. She's taking Eleanor with her two days a week. Oh, wow. And uh, okay. so I'll have her two days a week. And, um, you know, I have a lot, I have a lot to, to learn. I have a lot to look forward to. And I'm ready for it. I am, I am really excited to be home and switch gears and do this uh, thing that I've never done before. And, you know, Annie and I are doing great. Um, she said it the other night. She, we feel like we're doing better than we ever have been um, because we yeah. need each other and we, our connection is, our communication is really good. We've been getting in the word together every day, actually. That's great. Um, Nice. That's been a that's been a really important awesome. part of of our daily routine. She she calls them rhythms, which I, I think is a really good way of putting it. If you set good like rhythms, that. then you yeah. you get used to them, and you miss not having them. And you almost you think about it earlier in the day. Maybe you're not in the mood to you know put aside some time and read the Bible or whatever it might be. But you at least are thinking about the fact that that's that's part of your day, and yeah. uh, inevitably. It's, it's always good. Like, you might not be looking forward to it necessarily, but after you do it, it's one of those things that's like, oh, yeah, that, that was the best thing I did all day. Yeah. That is so cool, man. I love that. Rhythms. Yeah, rhythms. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call this. That's what this episode is going to be called, Rhythms. There you go. Nod to Annie. That's exactly right. Her, uh, <laughs> brilliant, uh, brilliant name. Yep, that's right. <laughs> I love that, man. Yeah. So, so you picked out these topics. You sent them to me today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I looked at them uh, a little over an hour ago <laughs> for the first time. Um, and I'm excited. You know, so our first, our drum topic, um, it doesn't come out as a surprise to me at all because it was actually one of your five uh, or I guess related to one of your five things that, that drummers need to quit doing. Oh, really? That, yeah. I, I forget how we worded it. Yes. I mean, it was kind of like, I don't know if it was the exact <laughs> thing, That's hilarious. but it was, it was the trajectory the conversation was following. Yeah. So it okay. was like, yeah, this actually makes sense. Like we could, we could dig into this for sure. And then the faith topic that you sent me, um, I was well, like, hold on. Dang back it, to Matt. the drum topic. Back to the drum topic here. Yeah. So, I think I think if I was saying don't do this, um, I I might have been talking about something else like overplaying or something like that. But what I'm describing in the drum no, topic, no, no, this was the continuation. Yeah, this was the continuation. You said don't do something, uh-huh. and then this was the solution to it. Oh, this is what you should be doing. This is what you should be doing. Okay, I was yeah, gonna say maybe. Yeah, so this was kind of yeah. yeah. No, this was this was like the we started like kind of conversing about exactly, exactly. Okay. Yep. Um, I got so, you. Sorry. So I'm excited about this one to dig in a little bit more because I feel like we we breezed through ten things yeah. very quickly, mm-hmm. uh, and in some cases explored the solution a little bit, but um, didn't really <laughs> give any of them adequate time in my yeah. in my opinion. Um, so. So yeah, so that's going to be a fun one. Uh, the uh, so the drum topic is go big. The faith topic today is get in the word. Um, which, as I was saying, <laughs> you said that to me, and it's like, dang it, Matt. Mm-hmm. You always know. Uh, it, I've been I've been bad at this, admittedly, uh, <laughs> most recently. Just time time being a factor, and I've said this in in episodes recent episodes, just that 
you know, unfortunately, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. uh, reading scripture is what usually gets cut out of the equation. <laughs> um, and it's not good. It's not good. But <laughs> so I will be the I will be very hypocritical if I give anyone advice today on doing this, but I will do my best to talk about it. Um, but it's definitely at the very least, it's something that I need to hear. So mm-hmm. I guess without further ado, uh, let's get into our drum topic. Cause I know we are, uh, we do have a, a time limit today. So that's good. So, um, brief story last night I was in Denver. We were about to play what is the uh, city in which we played our biggest headline club show ever. The last time we were here, we played for like 3,400 people as a headliner in a club. And this time through, it was, it was quite a bit smaller, but it was still big. I think it, we were pushing 1,800 people, which is a, you know, obviously a big show for us. And so you want to do a good job for every show, but you, you, you feel the weight of the, of the bigger turnouts. And um, you, you never want to disappoint the people in your band. You never want to disappoint the crowd. You want to do your best. And so all of that's sure. on your mind all day. Um, not all day, but a lot of the day. And I was warming up in what we call the crew room. There was no one else in there at the uh, for most of the time I was warming up on my pads and there was a TV in there. There's a TV in each one of the dressing rooms at the Fillmore in Denver. It's a nice venue. Spite was playing on, on stage and their drummer Travis is an amazing drummer. Uh, if I were to pick one person mm. to, to uh, be the replacement for Jay Weinberg and Slipknot, it's, it's, it's Travis. He's phenomenal. Wow. And uh, so he was on the TV. I could, I could watch him play. I couldn't really hear it as in I'm in the room hearing the mix, but I, I can hear his snare coming through, just the ambient noise because I'm in the same building mm-hmm. and it's loud. <laughs> well, I'm watching his motions, Tim. I'm watching his, his, his hands, his, specifically his arms, and the symmetry mm-hmm. of his sticks coming up and how high he's going up here. If you could see me on, on video, yeah. it's like I'm way up here, like you're waving to somebody. Mm-hmm. And um, I've had some issues recently with just nailing some parts. Um, some of it's, some of it has to do with my trigger, and some of it just has to do with the songs being really hard. <laughs> and so I focus on my feet, and I focus on how to get my my foot patterns down. And in doing yeah. so, I know mentally what to do. Don't go in too hard. Relax. Sit back. Follow your hands. But somewhere along the way, I, I. Th- I think I have lowered the height of my swings. My, my plane is mm. less up here and it's more down yeah. here. So I'm just right here, right in front of me, yeah, just yeah. like this. So just picture like mm-hmm. if you're holding a plate, right? You're not holding it up above your head. You're holding it kind of chest level. That's where sure. all of my drumming is yep. because to me it makes, I wasn't really thinking about it, but it's most efficient. Well, uh, yeah. I'm watching Travis play, and I start doing that on my practice pad. I'm way up here. And I realize, mm-hmm. first of all, it's more fun, and it looks cool <laughs> to have sticks way up high. <laughs> it honestly yeah. looks more relaxed, feels more relaxed. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't realize until I got up to play last night is that it helps with your timing. There's something mm-hmm. about your swing, a full swing, that helps with your timing, almost like when you're keeping your hi-hat foot going to keep your eighth notes or quarter yeah. notes or 16th notes. My feet were better last night than they have been. 
at parts in the set better than the entire tour. But certainly a return to how I started the tour. So here's what happens to me. About three weeks in, I start wearing out. And um, I'm, I'm stronger than I was when I started the tour. But because I'm stronger, I feel like I have to push more to get the same amount of pain or fatigue as I did in the beginning, because now I have more strength and more right. condition. Feel the same. Yeah, and so I so yeah. I over push and I don't play as well. Playing up here, I had honestly last night was my favorite show tour in Denver. It was it was amazing. It was so much fun, um, and my my parts I played my parts better than I have, and uh, I just felt more locked in, less less worried about finding that downbeat or staying on the click or what part's coming next and just playing drums, playing music. So my advice to you is if, if you're, first of all, if you're the kind of person who's just burnt out on playing drums, go back to the kit and go big. Like go, go big with your arms, do big motions. Um, and, and don't be so concerned about getting your um, how do I say this it's, it's so hard to explain in your mind you might think oh I if to, to, to play fast to play well I don't need to be showy I think is, is the best way to say it I felt like I would be showy if I was up here like well you don't need to be up there yeah. I know you, you feel like you don't need to be up here with your arms but actually how much of it is showy and how much of it is just the way you used to play that's the best way I can say it. When you first started playing, you played a certain way. And a lot of times it's, it's big. It's up here. And then you learn, yeah. oh, you maybe don't need those big motions. But I found for myself yeah. personally, it's actually to your benefit to have some of that finesse, like the height mm-hmm. and, the, and the swing for your timing. And also yeah. it's really fun. So don't worry so much about the technique and how far your stick's coming off your head and if you're going to be able to get back to the drum in time to hit the next downbeat or the next eighth note or 16th note. Like, your body will find a way. It's pretty amazing what you're doing when you're playing drums if you think about it. You're not having to calculate every single thing that's happening. Your brain is working way ahead of you. So if you find yourself in a rut with having fun feeling burnout um, with not having fun, feeling burnout, go big. If you feel like you're struggling with your feet, go big with your hands. Yeah. And I think it will actually help your balance. It'll help your timing. And it's more fun. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, so if you're burnout and you're struggling with your feet, and then maybe the third aspect would be, do you feel like you're not a good drummer? Do you feel like you're not musical and like you're not playing along to the song and you're just a robot? Go big with your arms. Go big with your hands. Mm-hmm. I know you might think, oh, I don't want to be too showy. I don't, want, I don't need to do that to play these parts. Just try it. It's a completely different way yeah. of playing drums than what you're doing if you're, if you're down here. And think of all the stuff that you... Give it a shot. Think of all the stuff you try that doesn't work. Just, just, just try this. I did it last night for an hour yeah. and 20 minutes and I solved some of the problems I was having and I, I honestly had such a great time. I, I, like, I took in the crowd. I thought about what I was doing. Um, you know, I'm laughing with the guys. Um, it just, it was a breath of fresh air for me. 
Yeah. It's really, really yeah. cool. So I don't know if that speaks to you I in any that. way. Like yeah. when you're playing drums, when you're practicing, when you were playing shows back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was just thinking, uh, you know, when you're talking, I was thinking uh, about um, how uh, I was, I don't know exactly where the article is. Like I, I probably couldn't even find it for you, but I was reading something about um, the effect of food, right? And there's a physiological effect to eating certain things that are not good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, take a, like a cheeseburger, for example. Like we all know it's not the best thing for you. Um, but there's something that happens in your brain with certain foods. I'm not, don't take cheeseburger as, <laughs> as my example, but there are certain foods that, yeah, they're not very healthy for you. Um, but the way that your brain reacts to it actually creates positive chemicals in your body. Right. And it does, it does good for you mm. to eat certain things that make you happy because, and so it's, it's, there's always that, you know, um, that balance happy medium, I guess there's, yeah, there's a balance, right? So, so this makes me think of that in many ways. Like, mm. sure. If you are going to talk to someone, um, who is going to talk to you about the, the ergonomics of drumming and what makes the most sense to, uh, play the best way <laughs> with as little resistance as possible, yeah. um, they might not recommend flailing your arms around, you know, <laughs> but I, for one, uh, you know, and I made, I, I talked last episode about the adjustments that I made to, to my kit mm-hmm. to make it easier for myself to play. I loved flailing. Mm-hmm. Like that was, I was all about that. Um, so I can definitely relate to the fact that sure, maybe it doesn't make the most sense. Maybe it isn't actually the most ergonomically, uh, sound way of playing drums, but does it get you excited? Yeah. If it gets you excited, if it makes you happy, if it gets you into it, then that almost overrides the negative effect of flailing, right? <laughs> right? If you're going to play better just because it gets you psyched up, mm-hmm. then do it. Like, who cares, right? So um, I kind of come at it from that angle. Like, there's a lot of things. Like, we could get super technical with drumming, um, but it is so much of a mental game that if we're just going to keep it to like, Hey, use your wrist more, yeah. <laughs> like don't, don't flail. Like, it's like, what are we actually doing? Like, no, what feels good? What makes you play better? Right. Like test it out. You know, right. it's, you know, so, so that's kind of where I'm coming from, from it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm this podcast I was just talking to, actually, I was talking to Travis. We went out for coffee earlier, the, the uh, drummer I'm telling you about mm. for Spite. Check him out. He's, he's amazing. Yeah. He plays in a band called Carcosa, too. I will. Yeah. Um, but he, but I was telling him on the way to coffee, I was like, dude, I just want to thank you. You didn't even know you did anything, but I was watching you play last night. And then I went up and played, and it was really helpful. And then we were talking about podcasting and Joe Rogan and how he likes how there's an organic conversation that Joe Rogan has that's not curated, it's just on the go. And I said, well, mm-hmm. I actually have a podcast and it's a little bit like that. That I'm approaching this conversation the same way. It's like, this worked for me, maybe it could work for you. I wouldn't have said that this is a good thing probably six months ago, but I didn't know that yeah. this was important. Honestly, this is new information for me. So maybe it'll be new information for you and be really helpful. Maybe not. Maybe I'll get, yeah. maybe I'll get, you know, um, castigated. Is that a good word? 
castigated. <laughs> you didn't even send me that word as a word to have to say. I didn't even give you that word. <laughs> uh, you didn't give me any word, but I'll just go ahead with that one. Um, shunned. Yeah. Demoralized. Shunned, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Works for <laughs> Some me. People might be it like, this is a you. drum podcast. This is your recommendation. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, hey, I look completely at Travis agree. I, I think look at Travis Barker. Yeah, exactly. Did we say more, dude? There's so there are so many so many drummers that do things that are not correct. But who defines correct? Exactly. Right. The drummers who who are saying this is the way to play because it will, you know, because scientifically it makes sense, are also the ones that are most likely negating the entire mental side of it. I know. You know, like that. It's you know, play what what feels comfortable to you. Everyone's yeah. gonna feel different. Yeah. I would never choke up on my sticks the way that Travis does. Nope. Same. <laughs> like <laughs> it makes Although, you know, it, it's uncomfortable to watch at times. You know, there's there's a a song called Spirit Breaker we play, and um, there's a section where it's like it's just a really fast fill. And I was messing around one night as I was playing. You know how you adjust your sticks in your hands without even really thinking about it. I was doing that, and yeah. I, I choked up before I got to it and just, I had way more, ac- I shouldn't say way, yeah, I had way more accuracy on my toms. I wasn't hitting rims, I wasn't hitting sticks, and it's fast. It's like, yeah. like you're going up, down, yeah, you're yeah. going snare, tom one, snare, tom one, tom two, floor tom, snare, etc. You're just like single strokes around the kit. Right. And it kind yeah. of yeah. makes sense. Choking up on your, on your stick helps with that. Yeah. So give it a shot. Well, I can see where he. Yeah, yeah. Give it a shot. That's a great. That's that's the takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it may give be. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. <laughs> Try Do it the, out. You know, give it give it the old A B test. See what works best for you. You know, I, I approach that with just about everything when it comes to drums, sticks and cymbals, and you know, you don't know what you like. You don't know what works for you, unless you've tried something different. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise you have one singular experience to base all of your decisions off of. And that's not, you know, that's certainly not scientific. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, you don't go, you don't go off of one thing. You at least try two things out. Always ABA. learning, man. Always learning. If you care yeah. about something, you're going to look for the best way to do it. And the best way is going to change. I mean, jeez, I was 17 when I started the band. I'm 38 now. Uh, my body probably doesn't work exactly the same way it did. I probably have some... That's a great, that's a great point. Bad man. habits. I probably I, I, have some build-up tissue that's, you know, all messed up from hitting stuff for 20 years. Like, Dude, ju- just your point of, uh, you know, being two weeks into the tour and feeling different. Yeah. Like, that alone is is proof in my mind that, like, Sometimes even within a tour, you can't do the same thing. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, the amount of times in my drumming career that I have adjusted the way my drums are set up, just like distance of certain things, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a constant ebb and flow mm-hmm. of what feels comfortable, what works for me. You know? Exactly. Why am, I, am I, why am I reaching this far? Is this good? Do I need to stop reaching this far or do I just need to push the drum kit over a little bit so that (laughs) it makes sense that I'm reaching the, you know, it's, it's, you have to figure things out. You have to try things and, and that's part of the fun of it. I think like if it was simple and it was just like, this is how you do it and you can't do it differently. It would almost take the fun out of it. 
Yeah. For me, at least, yeah. you know, there's there's so much to it, and there's so much personality in everything about drumming, not just the way that you play, but the way that you set up your kit. Oh yeah. The way that you Absolutely. want it to look, the way that you look playing the kit, yep. like there's so much personality. And the second that you try to do everything the same way, it's I know you're killing it. You man. can overthink stuff. My recommendation is give it a shot, turn off your brain, and swing for the fences. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Love that. All right. Faith topic. Very good. Very good. Are you ready? Ooh. Oh, I'm ready. Boy. Well, no, I'm not ready, but I'm ready. <laughs> Give it to me. All right. Give it to me, Willie. All right. I w- <laughs> That's my middle name. <laughs> Wilson. But how did you know that? Wilson. Oh, well, I had an inkling. Oh, <laughs> all right. So, um, I currently part of a nonprofit being mentored by a gentleman. Uh, the, the nonprofit's called Men of Iron. Men of Iron. I'm trying to be a man of iron, iron. in this mentorship. Uh, it's. <laughs> I thought that was a Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's also a mentorship, and it's very hard. Yeah, you should try it. One of the things we're we're working on is um, your five your five goals. You have to constantly be evaluating. So friends, family, fitness, faith, and finances. If you think about that, if you just pick one of those and come up with a goal, it can be pretty hard to accomplish and hold on to for a year. So the mentorship is for a year. It's protege driven, which means me as the one being mentored is considered the protege being mentored by the um, gentleman assigned to me. And it's up to me to decide what we're going to work on. So every two weeks, it's called 27 strong. There's, 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 you know, 27 meetings in a year. You meet every other week, much like this podcast. And um, I come up with things that I want to work on. And then I push myself by writing in one or two or three of the goals so that I can, I can see if I can make effective, can affect change in my life. Um, and the one thing was Bible yeah. reading. So it's something I've never been good at. Uh, I start and then I trail off. I start a Bible plan and then I, uh, three weeks later, forget about it. Um, I don't know. I've, I've read the Bible here and there over the years, but I've never been very consistent. Well, that's one thing I wanted to get better at in 2023. So I started a Bible reading plan with my mentor on the Bible app, on the YouVersion app. And there's a lot of great plans on there. Initially, I was going to read the whole Bible in a year. And my mentor said, that's way too much. You're just going to be reading it to read it, to get it done, to you know cross it off. That's just do New Testament. I recommend that for you if you've never done something like this and you want to try to get into the word um, daily and so we started this just him and I it was a 90 day stretch and you read commentary on the chapter then you read the chapter and then you leave a note for the other person that you're linked with to see Uh, after 90 days he switched off he started reading it with his wife and I started with Annie so we're probably 50 or 60 days in, 
And if you are looking for something that is going to build your relationship with your spouse, with your partner, this is a really good place to start. So you want to talk about it. You want to say, is, is this something you're willing to do with me? Maybe you want to do it by yourself at first. Um, but what, what, we, what I've been doing is on tour, because I've been away from, from my girls for over three weeks, uh, we FaceTime. And I'll read the chapter, and we'll start with the commentary, then the chapter, and then we'll talk about it. And it'll lead us into a conversation for anywhere between a minute if it's a chapter that's like, okay, I didn't, that didn't really resonate with me or um, I don't really understand that or <laughs> whatever it might be, to a 45-minute yeah. conversation where we're getting into it about, you know, what does it mean when the Bible says, when you're weak, I am strong? In your weakness, my, my strength is revealed. Really? If you really think about that, what does the word weakness mean? So then we start looking into that. Well, in that context, does it mean that you're, does it mean that, um, that, that bad things are happening to you? That kind of weak, like you have, you have setbacks and challenges or you're sitting and you're living a life opposite of the way you know you should live it. Actually, in the context we were reading, it means setbacks. Things are happening to you that are terrible, uncomfortable, painful. And so Annie and I talked about that. We're like, man, think about that. That means that when we would pray, God, why is this happening to me, this terrible thing? Please save us from this. <laughs> Get us out of here. <laughs> um, what yeah. we can actually be saying is, wow, this is a, a moment in time that's tough and terrible. And we don't like this. But at least we know that there's a point. And at least we know that somewhere in this is your plan. And at least we know that somewhere in this, you're, you're strong because we know we're weak mm-hmm. right now. Right. And so then we start to apply it to ourselves. Well, what does that actually look like? You know, if, if, if you're, yeah. if your grandparent passes away and you're just struggling, your buddy passes away, Aaron Spears, right? His family. Um, you look at any of the tragedies or the setbacks or the, uh, you know, some of the, some of the stuff you might be going through right now, Tim, um, when, when you're in a moment of weakness, that's when God is, is strong. And if you believe the Bible, you have to believe that because it's such an upside down kingdom. It's such an upside down message. It's like everything is inverted. You're weak. He is strong. Right, right. You're emptied out. He fills you up. You're lost. You're, you're actually now found. You're broken. Yeah. Actually, you're completely restored. Um, he dies so that you can live. You sin, he lives a perfect life. He is broken so that you can be healed. I mean, it's just such a, it's such an opposite thing. So, so actually, that's a really good transition in, into what I want to say about this, which is you have to be in the word if you're going to battle what culture says about life. Because every day you're inundated by ideas of, what life is all about. What's the point? What's the meaning? What's the purpose? And, you, and you're going to believe that if you spend time with it because you, you soak it up. You're a sponge and you're going about your day hearing what you hear and maybe at first, oh, I don't believe that. And then after a week, a month, a year, you don't even realize that you at one point in time rejected that, that idea. You have to be eating and drinking 
from a different well, from a different place. And getting into the word is going to become your sustenance. It's going to become your blueprint. It's going to become your map. And it's going to become routine. Talking about rhythms. This is a really good rhythm. This is the most important rhythm right here. And um, I can't recommend it enough. Get in the word. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I uh, I am very bad at this. Um, but with that said, um, it is something I've been thinking about a lot. Mm-hmm. So it is a very relevant topic. Um, only because I've been thinking a lot about truth. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to especially in the navigating that we as humans have to do in this in this culture mm-hmm. i feel like every day i'm getting hit with some other topic or some other conversation uh some other narrative that is uh contradicting what um so what someone feels is right, what someone has said is right, sometimes what I feel is right. <laughs> and it's like, you know, what is truth? Yeah. You know, at that point, it's like, you know, well, I want to think that truth is what I feel is right. Mm-hmm. I, wanna, I want to believe that truth is what I um, have been taught throughout my life growing up. <laughs> I want to, to base truth you know, base my decisions on my experiences and what I think mm-hmm. is is right or wrong. But at the end of the day, that has that holds no ground to mm. anything or or anyone. Mm. So, how do you define truth? And it's like, well, if you're not if you're not in the Word, if you're not going to the Bible as your central point, mm-hmm. as your truth, then what? Where are you pulling truth right, from? That's How a great are you point. defining truth? Right. You know, and it's like that's a great point. So, so we do have, in some cases, we, you know, I, what I realized, or what I've been realizing, um, in life, is that, you know, I've read the Bible, um, I've read passages. I grew up in the church, reading scripture, memorizing scripture. But it's in many cases the meaning of that that scripture is adapted from somebody else. It's someone else's way of interpreting that scripture. Mm -hmm. And this isn't to put, you know, to put down the church or Sunday school teachers or anything like that. My parents, none of that. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm just saying that what I've learned or when I hear certain passages, I've heard it taught to me. And so I've inherited I've adapted that meaning mm-hmm. to those words. Right. And so if you're not, and, and, and the word is alive. I mean, the Bible changes how you hear things. All of a sudden, a verse that you've heard a hundred times yeah. and it sure it means this, or it's part of this story or whatever, it'll hit you mm-hmm. and it'll mean something completely different. Mm-hmm. And it'll be like, Oh, that's what it means. And that's revelation. You know, when it hits you differently, mm-hmm. that's revelation, but you can't be getting revelation like, sure, sitting in the car, have, you know, praying, mm-hmm. you know, listening for God's voice and, and having a heart to heart. And like, that's important. Yeah. That's great. Podcasts like this or whatever it might awesome. be. You can get a yeah, lot of information. Yeah, exactly. You might, yeah, you might have a quote unquote revelation, but 
when I think of like revelation, I'm like, that's happening when you're reading the word. <laughs> like you're, you're reading scripture and it hits you. All of a sudden it makes sense, um, resonates with you, you know? Uh, but you, you, you're not gonna get that if you're not in it, if you're not reading it. And, and so I find that it just gets harder and harder to determine what truth is in this day and age especially with so many conflicting ideals, many ideas that, sure, on paper it sounds right. Sure, when, when your friend who you really, really care about, you care about what they think, you look up to them, you know, when they put it in a certain way, yeah, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. That feels right. That, I like that. But no, that's not truth. Mm-hmm. That, that contradicts what's actually here in this book, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and it's so, I mean, guys, this is like, you're, we're always going to be dealing with this. This yeah. is not a new thing. This is, you know, the Bible literally talks about this exact thing, yep. but that's why it's so important to be reading it. And I'm talking to myself here. I'm not just talking to you all. I'm talking to myself right. because I am so bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the Bible is literally the first thing that gets cut when I don't have time. Mm-hmm because it's like, oh, I'll just, I'll read a little bit more tomorrow. Yep. I'll triple up the next day, yep. <laughs> yep. you know, and, but that's, that's what I'm, I'm just, you know, making it harder on myself I, to I saw, be able to, uh, I was yeah. watching highlights last night, um, of Shark Tank. Have you ever seen that show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, so I was on, I was on YouTube. I was watching Shark Tank. The, the three moments Mark Cuban called out a company for being a scam. And there was a guy who came on and he had this, basically a dog collar shocker for people that you'd wear around your wrist. And um, (laughs) you would yourself push the shock button or someone else has a remote control and does it when you're about to do something, you're trying to break a habit. So eating sweets, you push the shock button on yourself so you don't need to speak. And Mark Cuban's like, this is such a scam. It's called, I think it was called Pavlok, as in Pavlov's dog. And the guy was trying to use yeah, research dog, from yeah. Pavlov to confirm that his uh, business model works. But it has his business model's based on the idea, but you can't use Pavlov's testing to prove that your product works. And so the one guy is talking through this. He's like, wait, wait, wait. So, so, so that's, that's say I'm about to, um, to eat a bag of chips. And I know I shouldn't. Why would I push? Why would I push a button to shock myself so that I don't eat the chips when I could just not eat the chips? Like I have to do something else that's uncomfortable so yeah. that I don't do the other things that I associate it. Right, it makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. So I was thinking. I was just thinking about this as you're talking. This is kind of the, the same thing in a sense with the Bible. It's like we we say we have to get into the word. We have to get into the word. So what we're going to do is. We're going to enter in the shocker thing so that we read the Bible. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. All you have to do is say, I'm going to read the Bible. There's, there's nothing else to be done here. It's funny. It, it has to be your priority or you won't do it. You have to be determined mm-hmm. to do it or you're not going to. It doesn't matter how yeah, easy it is. What. It doesn't matter how much time you have. That's right. It's never been easier. I mean, it's literally right here and it's, it's curated for you <laughs> yeah. and you're on this anyway, yep. trying to just take a 
take a break from your day, the five minutes you do have to yeah. yourself, you just want to shut your brain off. Well, man, stay up five minutes later, get up five minutes earlier. It's, it's one of those things you're going to have to be determined to do. And right. I'll tell you what, it's a lot easier when you have someone that's, that's pushing you and saying, you got to do this. You really, you really, you really should do this. How's it going? And it's really great when you have someone else to talk about it with. You know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe you're a single person and you don't you don't have a partner. That's fine. You have a friend, good friend. Hey. Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, I want to start reading the Bible. I think it'd be really good for me. I think it, it's probably going to be really good for you. Let's start this plan mm-hmm. together, and um, it's not going to be about getting through the chapter every day. Maybe some days you just skim it, but you have to leave a comment. You have to talk about something in that talk time. And so every day, you know, your reminder comes on or you go and do it. And it's going to become a rhythm for you eventually. Yeah. I was actually going to say the Pavlov here (laughs) is accountability. Uh It's it's having someone to challenge you and to to hold you accountable to doing the thing that you say that you want to do. Because life does get in the way, you know. So I, I know some very motivated people who still it's not necessarily about the bible but whatever it is that they're passionate about they'll still you know you know stuff happens life happens Mm -hmm. um but what i find myself doing often is is saying that i don't have enough time and that's never actually the case i do have enough time i just use it for different things (laughs) um and there are things that can get cut that should be on you know lower on the priority list we talked about priorities a few episodes ago as well i mean it's it's all linked together it's just you know I would say the one thing when when I have been the most consistent with reading the Bible, it's always been uh, similar to drumming, actually. <laughs> Believe mm-hmm. it or not, when when I have a reason uh-huh. to do it, when there when there is motivation behind it, and right. it's 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 got to for me for me at least uh, the way I, I'm wired, I, it's not good enough for me just to want to do it because yeah. I want to play drums. Yeah. I want to write music, mm-hmm. but if I don't have a reason for it, at the end of the day, when all I feel like doing is sitting down and watching YouTube, <laughs> that wins over. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but if I knew I had to practice for a show next week, I'd be on that kit every day. I'd find mm-hmm. a time because yeah. it has to happen. I need to, yeah. I need to do this. Similar with the Bible. If, if, if I say, I want to read the Bible, and I have my buddy over here who's like, yeah, we're going to do this together. Yep. We're going to be on the same track. We're going to talk about this next week. Every Tuesday, we're going to get together and have a Bible study. We're going to talk about what we just read. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I got to do this. I can't let them down. Like, yep. that's what I need as a person for me to actually stay consistent with something. Yep. So that would be my Pavlov. Yeah. <laughs> the accountability, you know. Um, it's not necessarily an extra step to your point. I do think like, if you want to read the Bible, do it. Like it has to, like you have to have the desire mm-hmm. or it's not going to happen. Right. Uh, it's never been easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, um, you know, in our case, you know, we have spouses who also love the Lord and want to read the Bible. And that's, uh, you know, if my wife was awake right now, that would be the next conversation I'd be having after this podcast. Is like, hey, where where should we start? Yeah. Like, you know, and that's what I'm going to talk to her about tomorrow. Well, it's this like, is hey, an important part of this. Where do we start? 
too. It's like, I, what, what ideas, if you're a married person, what ideas are you bringing to the table for your marriage? You know, we all know marriage is hard. So what are you doing to lead your family? What are you doing to strengthen your family? What are you doing to, to better yourself? What are you doing, um, wh- what, are you, what are you basing your marriage on? What's the point of it? How, how are you taking care of your family? How, uh, and and a, lot of, a lot of the good that we do as husbands comes from just us thinking and strategizing and uh, planning ahead so that we do good things down the road. This is one of those things you can do. And uh, I think I might have lost Tim. So we might be having two different conversations. Okay, oh, there you are. I'm back. I gotcha. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that's uh, the Wi-Fi's way of saying... It wouldn't, it wouldn't be a really good episode if there wasn't some uh, technical say, problems. That's right? the Wi-Fi's way of saying, good job, guys, you did it. <laughs> And I, yeah, I think, did it. I think that's where we'll shut her down for the night. Um, thank you so much for listening to this. Uh, this, is, this has been a great conversation for me to have. And uh, uh, it's, it's, been, it's been great seeing a lot of you on, uh, on this tour. I saw, saw a couple Holy Ghost Notes uh, supporters in Salt Lake City and Denver. Thank you very much for coming out to shows. And, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast and for joining along in the conversation. Please continue the conversation. Uh, the Inner Circle does a great job of that. Our Patreon, our biggest support system. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash a Holy Ghost Notes. The Holy Ghost Notes. The Holy Ghost Note. The Holy Ghost yeah, Notes. Uh, patreon.com slash Holy Ghost Notes. There you go. There's no the. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dummy. There's okay. no the. Our website has the the. Okay. The, the. Patreon, no the. Website, the. <laughs> Follow us on social media. And uh, thank you, Tim, for uh, this great conversation. Thank you. Thank you. This was good. And big shout out to uh, a new Patreon member, Aaron Centeno. Nice. Thank you for your support. Looking forward to getting to know you, Aaron. Uh, Welcome to the inner circle. There's no the. Good times. There's only Holy Ghost Notes. Unless you're talking about our website. Holy Ghost Notes. (laughs) Or our email address, Matt and Tim at... The Holy Ghost Notes. Or our email address, <laughs> The Holy Ghost Notes, because the website, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're listening uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify now, uh, drop us a rating. Helps us out. Appreciate it. Mm. And that about wraps mm. it up. That's about it there. We'll be seeing you. You know we'll be seeing you. Oh, yeah. Have a you good night. That. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Till next time. Three, two, one. Peace. Yeah.